Welcome to the Ultra Life Podcast. This is a podcast for you all to really see and really believe what's possible for you and your life. And I truly believe if you have a healthy foundation, you can go after anything and everything you want and that every area of your life will get better. You're going to hear inspirational stories as well as get the actual tangible tools that you can implement today to then create new results in your life, to be living your dream life, your ultra life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Ultra Life podcast. Super excited to be with you today. So I have a fun, inspiring story to share with you all so you can get some insights into what's possible for you. So this is a uh, story from one of my ultra races that I have done. Um, I'll be sharing about this, that I've been running ultra marathons for 10 years now, um, actually as of tomorrow. So super excited. Um, I actually should do a podcast on that, on um, 10 years of ultra running, like the lessons that I've learned and, and what it's done for me. Okay, note to self. So anyway, today's story is about one of the many ultra races that I've won where I took first place female and had no intentions at all of doing that. <laughs> and I'll share all the details. Um, literally took first place female on a total whim and second place overall at the um, South Carolina Resolution Run. This was two years ago. So not that far off, actually. This is two years ago in January. And I ran a total of 35.6 miles that day. And so I'm just going to like dive into the story here. And then I want to share some lessons, some takeaways for you guys so that you can take this story and what was possible for me on that day to apply to whatever goal it is that you have to whatever is going on in your life where you may be saying, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Or you may think that I'm some like unicorn and like good for you. Like you are this athlete person. Well, guess what? It's taken me 10 years, you know, it's taken me many years of consistent practice to do what I do. But also it, even this story is going to open your eyes to be like, you don't need as much training or as much effort or as much time or as much whatever is going on for you that's holding you back. You don't need that as much as you think. Okay. So whatever goal it is that you have, and you're just feeling like you're not ready or that could, you could never do that. There's no way that's possible for you. Listen in my friends. Okay. This is going to blow your mind. I share this example with my clients all the time when they're kind of feeling this way, when they're like, yeah, but I don't know if I could do this. Like, this seems really so crazy and far off. Like, there's no way. I don't have the time to train. I don't have the time to do this. And I'm like, hold, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> and I'll share this story. So this is the full version. Okay. So for this run, this race, this was a resolution run. So it's, it was, uh, it probably still is the first weekend of January. 
And my friend Corey and I had done it, shout out to Corey, <laughs> um, in this, uh, we had done it the year prior. We had done the three hour resolution run just for funsies, like, you know, new year felt like a great time to just kick off the year with a fun run. We had the year prior, we did the three hour resolution run. So in 2020 and same thing, we had like no expectations. It was just like, go down, have some fun. This is a loop course, uh, both times, different course technically, but it was, a. Uh, I think the first one was like a three mile loop. And the one I took first place on was just over a one mile loop. Um, so 2020, the three hour resolution run, we ran that, we just had fun. I don't know, even know, we might've done like 18 or some miles, like just super chill. And so come later on that year, when it came time to sign up for the resolution run again, Corey was like, Hey, like, I want to do the six hour this year. And I was not on the same page. <laughs> I initially was like, Oh, like, I don't want to do the six hour run. Like I like the idea of just, just a three hour run for me. Right. You guys know I'm running ultras. So like, just a three hour run for me felt like fun, super easy. Like, like I, I can do those generally without much training. I don't typically like to train in the winter. That is not my season. I'm a very much, that's why I'm in training right now for spring and through summer. I love the heat. I love to train through it. So I have fall races. I pick those intentionally. Versus like training through winter is not my thing. I like to cross train. I like to be in the gym more. So when he was like, I want to do the six hour, let's do the six hour. My initial feeling and thoughts all around it were basically like, I don't, but I will do the six hour because we're doing this together. So fine. I was like a toddler. I was like, okay, fine. I'll sign up for the six hour. But, but all along the way, I was like, I don't really want to do this. Like, I'm just like all the like kind of negative feelings around it. Right. So anyway, time goes on. It is now um, time for the resolution run, the six hour resolution run. And I, I had not been training for this at all because whether it was a three hour or six hour, I was just looking at this as like a total fun run with my friends. We had a good group of us coming out there. It wasn't just Corey this time. So there was a good group of us coming out there. So I was just like, my, my expectations going to this were very low. That's why I said on a whim. <laughs> like literally I was like, I'm showing up. The fact that I'm coming to this race is enough for me right now. That's where my thoughts, I had zero, zero expectations of this being a race that I was going to place anything at all. Cause if I'm I have that kind of a goal. It's usually like, I want to be top three, me usually rarely first place female, but I'm happy with a top three finish if, if I think that's possible, but I had none of that. In fact, I remember thinking to myself, like I could walk, like I would be totally fine if got to the course and I ran some, I walked some, like I was just like, my energy around it was like, meh really care. Like, I'm just going to hang out, run, walk, hang out with my friends. Right. That was my energy going into this. And in fact, <laughs> so this was, I think this was the first race too that my partner 
Patrick had come along with. Um, I invited him to come to the three hour because he had kind of been into running at the time. So he was coming along for the ride to do the three hour. And we had actually gone out the night before because, you know, New Year's ish, like we still kind of did that a little bit, <laughs> not like hardcore. But I think I don't even remember if all of us went out, but we had went out, had some drinks, like kind of still had like alcohol belly the next day. I think I just had like a sub sandwich before we went down. Like nutrition, what I'm trying to say here is like nutrition wise, you know, sleep wise, there was no thoughts about that. When normally if I'm training for a race and in general, I think most people would agree, you don't go out drinking the night before you like have a, you try to get as much sleep as possible. Like not only the night before, but the night before that, even like, it's really like try to get as much sleep as possible. Like eat really, really good nutrition wise. None of that. We totally drank, like had a good time, had a sub, just ate whatever I wanted that next morning, like no intentions around it. Right. So I had no like specific nutrition training plan. I've been doing this long enough. So side note there, like I generally know like how much calories I need or what I need to eat. So like, I'm not a newbie trying at this. Right. But still, even like to like with this next coming race I have coming up, I am fine tuning my nutrition again. Like what thinking about truly training and racing, like I adjust and look at my nutrition most days or like for sure weekly to be like, Oh, I didn't have enough calories on that long run, etc. Right. So, but this race, this resolution run, this six hour run, nothing on a whim. Like I'm like, eh, just whatever. So let's like look at the whole story here before we get into the race. So I did not train for it. And I also did not train for it truly like prior to the actual race. So what I mean by that is, let's see, I'm trying to think of what year this was. Um, is that I, did I do? No, I didn't do that. Um, let's see the last race had my books before this one was cold mountain, uh, 25 K, which was in March the year prior. Right. So like, I didn't actually like do any big runs or races. So it's not like I was coming on off of like fresh trained legs. This was like, you know, I had maybe been running three times a week, maybe 15, maybe 20 miles. Definitely was spinning. I love to spin in the winter. So I probably was spinning once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe lifting weights once a week, but like nothing, you know, so working out basically five days a week, like a normal type workouts, nothing big. Okay. So that's what my training looked like prior to this, AKA no training, <laughs> just like my normal, when I like take off of race season and I'm just working out kind of to just for myself. So there's that, that was my foundation. That was my base. I was not in any way, shape or form specifically training for this six hour run. Okay. And then went out the night before, had no specific sleep or nutrition plans going on. If anything, it was probably the opposite of what most people would say to do, right? Um, and then um, for the race, my thoughts and mindset were just very like whimmy, no expectations, no pressure, like just like, I don't even care. Like I might walk this race. I don't care. 
Like I'm just not in it to win it. <laughs> I was just there to have fun with my friends, right? So here we are, we get to the race, right? And so this is just over, I think it was just over a mile or just under a mile loop. Um, it was flat. Um, and I actually like loop courses because there's, you know, you get to see the people. Um, it wasn't a huge race by any means, but there was three, six, 12, 24 hour options. So there was a lot of us out, you know, there's a good amount of us out there for an ultra because there's all these different options. Um, and I'm a fan of the loop races actually, cause then you get to see your people, you get to refuel as much as you want without carrying a lot of things. Right. So anyway, race starts first three hours. Basically I'm just going at a super chill pace. I don't even know. I want to say it was like 10 forties or something super chill pace. Those first two hours, maybe, maybe it was two hours where we're just like running, having fun, like me and my friends. And then at a certain point, I think it was after that two hours or so. Oh, and here was the other thing. Corey actually got injured. So he couldn't even run the whole six hours. So I was kind of like, what the F? Like you were the one that wanted to run six hours and you, now you're injured on me. So he actually had to stop and slow down because of that injury. And then uh, another friend, Mike, we kind of just went off and did our own things. We we're like, all right, cool. So the three of us started running together within a couple hours. We all split off and did our thing. Okay. So I'm just running very chill, very relaxed. And around the three hour mark is when, and I, I actually do pick up my pace a little bit once like maybe to 940 or so once uh, we all leave each other and I'm just hanging out, listening to my music, running the loops. And then about three hours is when I think it was Corey said to me like, Hey, like your second place female right now or first place female right now is one of the two. And I, and I was kind of like gathering that from seeing the other women there and, you know, knowing kind of where you're at with seeing like who's keeping up or not keeping up in the loops, you know, do you pass them? Do you not? So he tells that to me and I'm like, huh, kind of thought that might've been the case, but I, I didn't fully know. And I was like, oh, no shit. That's pretty cool. So it made me want to keep going at the pace I was going. Right. So then I did get a little nugget of like, that would be pretty cool. Like, I feel really good right now. Like I'm now I want to keep this pace so that I can try to finish as a top place female, right? Now, I didn't increase my pace and go whole hog or anything. I just kept this. I was just having fun. I was just running this pace, like a steady state pace. So I kept going and kept going. <laughs> and, and then it was probably around five hours in or so when it was basically our other friend, Mike and I were like the top, he was the top male. I would, I was second place overall, right behind him and first place female. And now mind you, my legs, like I do feel I have to put some things on my legs a little bit to help the feeling a little crampy at times. There was definitely thoughts along the way of like, wouldn't this be easier or nice, you know, to stop. Um, but I also felt like if I stopped at any point and really slowed down that I would just not 
keep going. So I just decided to keep going. Um, but recognized, you know, he was in first place. I was second place behind him of all the, you know, six hour entrants. And I was still first place female. And th there were some other women not close behind, but that were still in, you know, like kind of within the running if I were to just walk or slow down. So I keep going. And like, and then it gets to, it was, I think there was one, it was the last loop where I had, a, when I crossed the mark, it was like 10 minutes left before the race ended because it's a timed race, six hours. You get as many miles as you can within the six hours. So, and, and I was like battling that last hour. I wanted to like point that out because like that last hour I did, I had to amp my music up. I had to like check in with myself, like mindset, self coaching myself to be like, you've got this, keep going. You can do this. I think I was even praying to God, God too. I'm like, I've got this, like talking to God. There was so, and it, this wasn't like, cause I was like, oh, this was so hard and excruciating, but it, it was just like keeping a steady state like that for basically six hours. Or even if the first two hours were a little more chill, but the last four hours were at a steady state, like I'm sure most of you are like, you probably would never do that in your whole lives, right? So like, it's not easy. So I had to mentally be talking myself through the last hour of like, you've got this, Samantha, keep going. Come on, you've got this. You can do this, right? Like all of that type of talk. And then that last lap though. So I had 10 minutes is what the clock said. And this is about a mile loop, right? And I was doing about a 940 pace, right? So if like that meant I could have stopped right then and there. And I probably could still have taken second place overall or first place female. I probably could have. Or I could have attempted the last loop knowing that there's a chance that lap might not even count. Because if I don't hit it in under 10 minutes, it doesn't count. You have to cross that line of where that mile is in this particular race to get it counted. <laughs> so I had to get it under, you know, hit that same time mark after being on my feet for almost six hours. Option was I, I could have just stopped, right? I very much could have just stopped. I'd already done. So the total miles I clocked was 35 points six miles in six hours. So I'd done 30, you know, five miles, essentially, like what's one more could have been my thoughts to just have me not going after it. Or what I did and chose was I was like, you know what, I've got a shot to maybe get first place overall, like get after Mike, if I go after this last loop. And I, let's see what's possible. Like, let me try and push myself and see if I can, you know, do this lap in under 10 minutes, even though it is the last lap on a six hour race and my legs are freaking, you know, dead ass tired, right? Well, so I went for it and I absolutely finished that last lap and got it in in under the 10 minutes, which regardless of that lap or not, but overall I took first place female for the six hour and I got second place overall right behind Mike. <laughs> I think he got one more lap in total than me.
So, y'all, I say this to share with you that I went into this race, remember, on a basically total whim. Like, I did not train for it. I had no expectations of what I was going to do. And I'm going to share the lessons of where I want you to take. Drank the night before, like had no specific nutrition plan. And yet I still kept a steady state running the entire time and not just running, but squeezed that last lap in, in under 10 minutes in a six hour race, took first place female and got 35 miles in like crazy. It blows my mind to think about that race, right? And so I I have some lessons I want you, if you didn't kind of pick those up already, I have some lessons that I want you to take away from this to use towards your goal or whatever is going on in your life or whenever you're just feeling stuck and you're thinking, I can't do this. There's no way. It's not possible. Blah, blah, blah. Right? I want you to think about this race. Okay. (laughs) The six hour resolution run. This is like one of those points that you will remember for the rest of your life whenever you're like, but I don't, I can't, and be like, oh, well, holy shit, Samantha did this. Like, you're damn right I could do this, okay? So the lessons are, the first lesson is have, is the goal is to have fun with whatever your goal is, right? Versus having pressure to hit a certain goal versus having very high, heavy expectations where there's, it's almost like there's a weight, on your back and on your shoulders where you're like, if I don't hit first place female, if I don't hit this, if I don't hit this time, if I don't hit this money goal, if I don't get the house, if I don't find my dream partner by this time, it's all over, right? Like when we put that kind of pressure and expectation on this, on ourselves, that causes so much drama. That causes so much freak out. And what happens when we have drama or freak out around our goals? I don't know about you, but most, like most people, clients that I work with and myself included at times, like we just, we all of a sudden feel frustrated, stressed, you know, just like overwhelmed, exhausted, and you just want to give up. And that's what most people do because it's not fucking fun. Like, so hear me so clearly, and this is not just for this race, but truly I would say with like every race that I go into is that I'm trying to have some fun out there. Yes. A lot of the times I do have a a race goal I want to hit, but if I don't hit that, I don't beat myself up. I don't make that mean anything about me or my life or my training or my results. I, I evaluate it and move on and learn lessons. But man, every single freaking race that I do, I'm having some fun out there. Like that is my goal. (laughs) And that was absolutely the goal for this race was no pressure, no heavy, hard, better hit this expectations. It was just being out there and have some fun, right? So I want you to see what's possible for you if you are like death gripping your goals where you are like... I better reach this number at the end of this month, or if I better hit all this mileage at the end of this week, and I better hit this goal. Dear, I mean, I don't know. I like, just relax. Just relax. Take a breath. And like, take a step back and think about, you know, why you got started and what you can do to just have fun with it. 
And again, I'm not saying you don't have some milestone markers and some tangible results you can go for, but that should all be under the umbrella of having fun, okay? <laughs> okay, so that is lesson number one. Y'all, have some more fun with whatever your big goal is, and then when you break it down into the week to week and the month to month, okay? Have some fun. Um, I think, secretly, I think this is like one of the things that makes me so successful with a lot of the things that I do, and especially in my races and my running, is like, I have some fun. I put on the weighted vest because I love it, and it makes me, it's so fun for me to do. I like doing stairs because they're fun for me, right? Not because I have to or some professional PhD researcher told me I should, right? Or some book said that I should, like, I read those things, but all in all, I'm going to do what, what I enjoy and, and what makes me want to show up for those workouts and what's fun, right? When I go on my long runs, I have podcasts and audiobooks and music that's fun. So like when I'm out there for three or four hours, I'm having fun. I'm not like, oh, I wish this was over. Fuck, I have to run 18 miles today. God damn it. Like, I'm like, woohoo. I get to go listen to podcasts for like four hours. This is going to be so much fun. And I go to a trails that light me up and that make me have fun. Or if I want to go on the greenway because I want to be in, get a suntan for the day. I have fun with my long runs. Okay. I think y'all are getting this. <laughs> so um, number two lesson here is to show up, right? Simply whatever it is that you quote unquote signed up for to show up for it, regardless of whatever your training was, regardless of what happened the night before, regardless of whatever results you currently have that could tell you, you are not qualified to do this. It's not enough. You didn't do enough. You need to do more, blah, 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 right? That's the beauty of a race or having some kind of tangible goal is that like I'm there, like if I didn't have that on my calendar, I obviously would not have showed up for that day, right? And I never would have like blown my own mind to see what was possible and take first place female and fucking crush it with like on a total whim, drinking, dancing the night before, right? So what would be possible for you if you simply decided to show up for whatever you signed up for. And I'm like using air quotes right now. You can't see, but like signed up for. Okay, so maybe it's not the race even, but it's, well, first of all, you should be signing up for some kind of events that would be really helpful for you in your fitness health journey, but I'll podcast for another day. But maybe that's like your own commitment, right? Maybe that's you saying that, you know, in six months you want to, lose 20 pounds and, or you want to lose five pounds in three weeks. Maybe it's something as simple as that. Um, or it's the six month goal where you're like, but, but you're showing up for whatever you quote unquote signed up for. What's the goal that you signed up for that you need to show up for, right? That might not be one big event, but that might be in your day to day, right? Even when you don't feel like it, I was slightly hung over that day. I'm pretty sure. Like I had no expectations, right? Like, so like, what do you need to show up for? Like, regardless of whatever the circumstances are, I very much could have 
Corey had an injury, so he wasn't even going to run the six hours. I could have been like, well, you're not even doing the six hours. I don't need to do the six hours. I don't even just show up. I had recently started dating my partner. I could have been like, you know what? He's not, he's not like probably interested in this running thing. Like he probably wouldn't want to come down and do this. So I might could have like not even invited him or I could have just been like, oh, I want to date. And so like, I'm going to go party and dance and then like fluff off the race because like, oh, who cares? I didn't have any expectations anyway. No, I freaking showed up regardless of my training. That was nothing, right? Regardless of all the things. Okay. So number one was to have fun. Number two is to show up. Like no matter what you think is going to happen, you show up. All right. And then number three is simply this concept of you can do more than you think. This is, if this isn't evidence and proof for you, like, I don't know, but this, I want you to see, and I have more stories like this, so many more stories of life and ultra, uh, ultra races where it's just like, wait, how is that even possible? Like I would have never guessed in a million years that I was going to take first place at this race, right? Or that regardless of first place, but that I was going to run 35 miles at that type of a clip and that pace. No, that was not anything that was in my realm of possibility, right? So that's why I'm saying to you that you can do more than you think. I did not think I could do that. I thought I was going to walk that race (laughs) because I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know, right? So just start to believe in yourself. And like, I want you, it's like almost like you have glasses on. I want you to, and those glasses are like the tinted color, you know, they're like sunglasses where we're like, things are kind of dim and dark in life in our fitness goals, in your weight loss goals, and whatever you're working towards, in your financials. We're like, things with these sunglasses on, they just look so dim and like bleak and negative. And and that's where our brains and our thoughts go always, right? They're always going to be like, well, you can't do this. See how many years you've tried and you've never done it before? And you make one mistake and your brain's like, yep, see? Like, yep, that's where you're at. You haven't been training. There's no way you could do that. Who do you think you are? All of those thoughts are the sunglasses on, right? So once you just take a second, when you're ready, take those off. Take those dark, dim, bleak sunglasses off that tell you whatever you want is not possible and start to see what's really possible when you take those off. Like see see the world and your goals and your life what I can see from this example. Like when you take those sunglasses off, I want, it's like, it's like literally like light, you know, all of a sudden it's light and it's bright and you're like, oh my God, there's, there's the animals and the things that I couldn't see before with my sunglasses on. Oh my God, they're so-and-so or this and that in my life. Like you just, it's been there. It's there, right? It's possible for you. You just had your sunglasses on this whole time and you couldn't see it. Take the sunglasses off. Okay. I want you to know that you can do more than you think. Okay. 
So end all be all, like that's what I really want you to take away from this. Um, obviously some great lessons in it too, but just really know, I mean, this blew my mind. I want you to blow your own mind by recognizing and knowing that you can, you can do more than you think, not just me. Okay. Whatever that is for you. Okay. You guys, this was so much fun sharing this story with you. I hope it was just as inspiring and motivating for you and that you can take these lessons away and apply it to whatever goal that you are working on right now. Um, please let me know. Reach out. You can uh, find me on Instagram if you're not there already at Samantha's Real Life. Um, I'd love for you to leave a review or share um, for the podcast or share this podcast if it really like hit home and resonated with you and you got value from it help someone else get that same space too. Um, yeah. And I just love to hear any takeaways you have. So message me, comment with me. Um, want to know what you're taking away from this, what's possible for you. And if you are interested, I will be relaunching my ultra life group coaching program very soon. So if you are interested in learning more about that and getting the coaching that can take you from point A to point B in whatever goal that you have, then please reach out. You can join my email list from my Instagram links, or you can simply use any of the ways to contact me that are in the podcast notes. Okay, you guys, I cannot wait for next time. I hope you have an amazing day and an amazing week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you found that super valuable to be able to keep going after your big goals and dreams. And if you have been DIYing it, if you've been trying to do all the freebies, the workshops, the challenges, and piecemeal your way to creating a plan and it's not working, either you're still not actually showing up for that plan or it never quite gets finished and or if you have made one, but you're still not getting the results that you want, that is where coaching comes in. That is where I can help you. Coaching with coaching, you get a personalized plan of what will work for you with your workouts, with eating, with life. You get the accountability, support, and tools to have you moving forward from the very first week we start working together. So if you have been DIYing it and you're not getting results, I want to invite you to Come find me on Instagram or Facebook and DM me, message me to get the conversation started on how you can actually reach your goals this year with coaching. My Instagram is at Samantha's Real Life and my Facebook is just my name, Samantha Nivens. Message me on either one. Let's see what this year can look like for you so you can actually have your dream health and life together. Okay. And if you already are rocking your goals, then please just come find me on either of those platforms so we can hang out and continue to grow and get to know each other on either one of those spaces. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next time.